Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome into another great edition of Sports Club. Not sure what we're going to call this one. I don't know. How about the draft? The draft. Why not? Let's talk about that. Uh, some stuff we are going to get into, obviously. We're going to talk NFL draft. Um, There are some other things I was going to touch on as well. How about we call, here comes the draft. That sounds pretty good, right? That's what we're going to go with. Um, Lots we're going to get into. I said we are going to get into the draft here um, in a, a few There we go. I had to make sure I had the draft pulled up there. Um, some other stuff we're going to get into, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to specifically talk about the NFC South. I'm going to talk about some uh, ideas I had, um, one of which is a Cowboys fan that could benefit other people if you will listen. But let's start by talking about, um, a lot of people call it the Jordan documentary. It is not... A Jordan documentary, technically, it is called um, was it the Last Ride or, or whatever it's called. It's actually supposed to be about the team because, as we have found out, management had told Phil Jackson that even if he went eighty-two and zero that year, which he did not that there was no way he was being brought back as the coach. Well, Michael Jordan being, he said married to Phil as a coach, but being tied to him as a coach, that's the one he wanted to play for, and that's the one he had helped bring in. Uh, you know, he he pretty much, they all decided at that point that we're, they're going to play it out do the, the best they can 
Uh, they end up doing well. And then, of course, they all kind of go their separate ways the next year. But um, this whole, it's it's a 10-episode, two hours per episode. We all know that. This whole thing, it's going to feature Michael Jordan a lot because he is one of the main players. But it has a lot to do with overcoming um, adversity. You're just overcoming things in general. Because as we're finding out, or sometimes being reminded, uh, Michael Jordan hasn't always had the easiest path. Um, oddly enough, I heard Colin get into this the other day, but uh, I'm not going to quite go as deep as he did. But yeah, all the way back to um, his brother, his dad, uh, other people constantly um, um, just pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. Uh, you know, it gets to North Carolina. People think it would just, oh, it gets to North Carolina. It's just uh, peaches and roses and everything. And, and, and you know, just uh, parades and, and instant winning. And no, it did. No, it doesn't work that way. He still had to earn his way there. He earned his way onto that team. And I'll be honest, he was the second best player on that North Carolina team where he hit the big magical shot. James Worthy was on that team. Look him up. Uh, Jordan getting drafted to the Bulls. Chicago is not an easy city. I, I have in-laws in that city. I've been to that city in the winter. I've been there in the uh, in the summer. Um, it's not an easy city. Now, it's not Detroit. Don't get me wrong. It's not Detroit. Chicago is not an easy. They want to embrace their sports figures, but you better be winning. If you're not winning, yeah, ask Trubisky how that's going. Chicago is not easy, and he goes to a team that needs a little bit of help. He didn't inherit the world's best team. He had a bunch of who knows who's. Uh, that You know, to get in Horace Grant, they... A lot of people think that they drafted Scottie Pippen. That's not how that worked. Go look it up. I'm pretty sure the Supersonics drafted him or Portland or one of those. I think it's pretty sure it was Seattle. Uh, they had to do the trade to bring in Scottie because Michael's like, that's the guy that I want playing beside me here. So he has to overcome that. What is second year he breaks his foot? Doctors are like, uh, man, or an injury of some kind. I think it's a broken foot. Doctors are like, man, you, you really got to be careful. Um, you know, if you do this again, that that might be it. You may not want to play anymore. And the Bulls are like, yeah, you know what? Take it. Take your time. Rehab. Uh, do what you need to do. We want you 100%. Take it easy. Jordan wanted to play. Jordan's a competitor. Jordan's a fierce competitor. The uh, Think about the kind of people that are fierce competitors. Yeah, we could say Shaq, Kobe, Isaiah, Larry. These are just basketball um, in life. Fierce competitors, Bill Gates. Fierce competitors, Gordon Ramsay. Fierce competitors, like him or not, Donald Trump, Barack Obama. They wanted the top spot, and they got the top spot. And they continued to stay on top. They said Gordon Ramsay, Bill Gates, Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks could have probably been just a middle-of-the-pack mediocre actor. Probably had a great career. Done some spectacular things. What do you want to do? Have exceptional 
movies every single time he's out. Brad Pitt, you know, you think he wants to to uh, just um, have uh, just a, a movie that breaks even? No, we'll shatter all those records. Shatter all those records. Uh, but Jordan having to overcome a lot. We're going to learn this throughout this documentary. Like I said, it's more about the team. But at the same time, we're going to learn a lot more about Jordan. We're going to learn about uh, the gambling. We're going to learn about other aspects in there. Jordan, fierce competitor. Best player of all time? Leave that up to you to debate. Because there have been some real good ones up there. But, uh, you know, we're just getting these first installments of this. Like I said, it's you got to think, this is a 20-hour documentary all about arguably one of the most entertainingly great teams in NBA history. And they all knew where the end of the ride was coming. And they still went out there and competed to show everybody we're the best. You're never going to beat us. Never going to beat us. Let's move on. Uh, I also want to talk about there is uh, the, the University of Cincinnati has uh, canceled their soccer program. Uh, I don't know if this is a temporary thing, kind of how uh, UAB did a couple years ago where they did away with their football program only to bring it back like a year and a half, uh, year and a half later or something like that. Um, They just opened the door for other schools and programs to do that. Um, there, there was another one. Was it? I, I don't want to say the wrong school, but uh, another school closed down their wrestling program, and they had a pretty good wrestling program. Um, are we going to see that around here? Well, it's possible. Could um, could UGA or Tech or uh, Georgia State? Could Georgia Southern, could, um, uh, you know, could Barry, could any of these schools around this area, could, I mean, could you name, insert your, your, your favorite college or local college or university here? Um, could they, uh, not knowing what the college football season is going to be, because at the moment, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, waiting at the edge of my seat as well. Remember, we cover Kennesaw State, we cover Georgia State, we cover some other things as well. Uh, we're waiting to hear word. We have our feelers out. We have, uh, you know, we have feet on the ground, boots on the ground, trying to figure out what exactly is going on. We're preparing all different ways. We are preparing to cover everything. We are comparing if we're not covering anything, uh, partial here, there, whatever it is. We are, we're, you know, looking at all contingencies here. I know college and universities are doing the same because, folks, if you don't know this, most Division One, Division Two schools, their football program helps fund the other programs. When I used to cover college baseball, those parents knew. Those other people that attended those games knew. They supported the football team because the football team made sure that their kid was able to play baseball. Their kid was able to play softball, to play soccer, to play uh, for water polo. It doesn't matter. They know that a lot of times most of these smaller sports, when you get past the club level, 
Club level means you are funding it all yourself, usually by the players, by the coaches, things like that, uh, by sponsor, whatever you can do. When you get past the club level, when you get to an official recognized sport like that, then uh, a lot of times those programs lose money. Because nothing personal, but it's kind of hard to pack out ten, even even five or 6,000 people to watch um, amateur wrestling tournaments. I, for one, enjoy those, but that's just me. I enjoy going to these kinds of things. But uh, if I told you there's a baseball tournament at um, at Kennesaw. Kennesaw's got some nice fields. But how many people are you going to pack there in a weekend? Not a, Not a lot. You know, it's just it's just the way things go. So a lot of these schools, a lot of these universities want to get the college football program going. Even if they don't play all 12 games, you want to at least have postseason bowl potential so that you get there. You get this extra funding. You're able to keep everything else going. Now, it's not keep the lights on. No, they have funding. They have other funders or things they do for that. But most of the time, college football is the one that makes the money to keep everything else going. Gymnastics. Because, you know, a lot of a lot of these student athletes, and I say student athletes because they are students first. They're not athletic students. Or they're not recognized as that, thank goodness. But these student athletes use high school and college sports to propel themselves to the next level. Maybe they want to play professional soccer. Maybe uh, they want to try to train for the Olympics, so they do track and field. They do gymnastics, uh, college basketball. Even some of the biggest programs, uh, you know, Duke is probably turning turning a profit as far as basketball. Um, I mean, I don't know that for sure. Uh, You know, UCLA, probably UCLA basketball is probably, you know, making some money here. But, um, some of these other programs, you know, I don't think Boise State, I don't think the basketball program's uh, probably making the money that the football team is. And that's why the NFL and NCAA football are always going to be big business because what they account for. We're learning that right now with this, this uh, current kind of stay-at-home order here in the United States. We're learning that, that um, it's not the essential businesses are the ones that are going there, but the Everybody is essential. Everybody is playing their part. We are learning to keep the economy going. Some people are doing their job from their houses. Some are actually going to work. Some of them are actually going to other establishments in order to get these things done. This is exactly what uh, college and pro sports is looking at right now. What can we do to still be safe and still kind of get away with a little bit to get everything back going? Of the major sports right now, if you ask me, uh, we'll go sport by sport. The NBA, do I think they are going to at least try to finish their season? No. Do I think there will be a small training period and then maybe a shortened playoff? Yes. NHL, same boat. Do I think they're going to finish the regular season? I do not. Do I think they're going to try to do a condensed playoff? I do. MLS, I think they're going to do a, a quick warm-up and then jump back into their season wherever their season is. Uh, baseball, I think they're going to do a similar thing. I don't think they're going to do the Arizona 
uh, bubble scenario. Um, if they do, that's fine. But all these sports, when they start back, I think for the first month or so, when these sports all start back, there's not going to be fans. And when fans are allowed back in, I do think it's going to be on a limited basis. So Atlanta United, instead of having 30, 40,000 people there, I think you're going to have 10. You're going to have to space out every third seat or so. You know, We're going to have to do these precautions until we know how safe it really can be. But as far as these colleges, I mean, like I said, you, you get Cincinnati who, who closed down their soccer program, uh, another one doing uh, the wrestling program. We're, we're going to see a couple of these across the board. I have not heard of anything locally yet. If I do, I will definitely get into that for you guys. But that is something that I heard you guys need to know about because be prepared. Yeah, You probably know a student athlete, and uh, I know they have worked their whole lives. Uh, this may mean they have to transfer schools to somewhere where that program is still going. Um, it's going to – I don't know what they're going to do scholarship-wise because what if you are a freshman badminton player, for all that matters, you're a freshman badminton player and the university you go to closes down and you have a four-year four full-ride scholarship and they close down the badminton program. Uh, are they going to honor that? Or are they going to help you try to get somewhere? I don't know. I think it's a case-by-case basis. We're just going to have to see uh, just – Kind of more heartache for our student athletes, but that's something going on. Wanted you guys to know about it, and uh, uh, let's uh, let's go on from there. Uh, the big news today: Gronk got traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We all weren't sure that this would ever happen. No, it is not April first. Last time I checked, it is April twenty-first. So no joke here. Um, I'll be honest; didn't see this coming. Uh, He is still under WWE contract. He is currently the 24-7 champion. Uh, Oddly enough, you could could easily remedy that as far as that goes. Um, See if I can find the absolute specifics involved some. There we go. New England is going to get a fourth-round pick this year, and the Buccaneers will get a seventh-round pick. And Gronkowski. Schefter broke this out, I believe. Um, what does this mean? Well, like I said, until I heard, until I hear that he is out of his WWE contract, all it means that Tampa Bay owns his rights, uh, owns the rights to pay him, I believe, nine million plus bonuses for this year. Last time I checked, they had OJ Howard and another, what uh, uh, Cameron Brait, who are really good tight ends. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe they're going with three. I don't really know how that's going to go. But uh, Gronk's rights, at least for right now, belong to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I don't know how WWE feels about this. I'm sure they know about it because uh, Drew Rosenhaus and Gronkowski were probably very upfront about, hey, if I get the chance to go back, I probably will. But uh, I don't know if they would just pause his contract. I don't know how that would exactly work, but I'm sure we will hear the details in the uh, the coming weeks, probably leading up to the draft. Um, a lot of teams are updating their uniforms. The latest to do so are the Chargers and the Patriots. Uh, I uh, The Chargers, I, I like it. They have a good classic form. They always look crisp. They always look clean. 
I, I feel like that's what the Patriots did. They kind of cleaned up a little bit. They've kind of shied a little bit away from the heritage side, and I do believe that I do believe that that, that uh, it's it's a good look. A lot of them are updating it, not just to sell new jerseys, but uh, just to kind of give a, a fresh look. You got to think about the Patriots. The Brady era is over. Is the Stidham era, the Hoyer era, the Tua era, the Jalen Hurts era? Might be a Hurts era either way. Uh, you know, a new one is, is starting, so... We will uh, just have to see how that goes. Uh, was there anything else that really stuck out? Not, not really thinking so. I don't guess so. So, that moves us straight into draft talk let's talk draft talk now before i kind of i'm not going to go through every pick as far as who i think is going to go i'll talk about the top five or so like i said i i'm going to once again reiterate what i've said about the nfc south um but here's something i've been saying since since late last week probably after i did this show if you're the dallas cowboys uh you get Dak to sign his tender as soon as you can tell him that you can't negotiate the next deal until he signs that tender. Because he needs to sign it anyway. And then I start asking around. I asked some Miami fans who absolutely took this. I said, uh, would you take uh, either Dak Prescott or Zeke? You're not getting both. Uh, they said, for what? And I said, uh, Zeke, give me a second and a fourth. Which they said, that seems fair. I said, uh, Dak, give me a first and a third. First and the third. Now, of course, if you like the Jets, uh, for Sam Darnold, um, it would, it, I don't know, we'd probably have to throw in like a third or something to make that work. But uh, if if you're Dallas, to me, you, Dak is showing, the way he's showing out and everything, he's showing you a side you didn't think he really had. Um, I think now's the time to move one or both of them because there's, a, there's some good running back candidates that you can get that are still in the league. There's also some good ones in this year's draft. As far as quarterback, this is why I would move to Dak. If I thought, this is what the Cowboys have. The Cowboys have the 17th pick. There it is. They have the 17th pick. If they like Jordan Love, let's say they really like Jordan Love, and they say, you know what, if we can get in the top 10, if we can get up to... That's the Cleveland pick, uh, or uh, Jacksonville might take one. Uh, or Arizona is number eight. If I, if we can get to eight, we can get Jordan Love. Well, you're at 17. How can you possibly get there? Well, if you trade Dak to Miami or, or others, and, and here's the thing with Miami. It just, I don't want your fifth pick. Keep your fifth pick, because that way you can get your guy. Uh, give me... Give me your 18 or, or 26 or, or uh, one of those. Because I think two first-round picks, if you had 18, or if you had 17, 18, or if you had 17, uh, 26, I think you could get into the top 10 
uh, it might cost you a second or a third down the road. But uh, if one of these guys, if if uh, Justin Herbert, uh, Tua, and one of those three, it or you know Jordan Love are one of the ones that you really want. Now I heard James Slater and guy I always forget that guy's name. They do the uh, the Cowboys podcast on the Colin Coward Network. They interviewed a guy named uh, James. Gosh, I forgot his last name now. Uh, start uh, not Marshall, but it, it starts with an M. And uh, he sounded like a pretty good candidate. I don't know a whole lot about him. I just know what they said. But Dallas, if you're going to move on from the Dak situation before it gets worse, now would be the time to do that. If you don't, because the longer they go with this, the longer I think they don't think he's the guy. And if Dak Prescott is not your guy going forward, or if you're unsure if he's your guy, you need to do something about it. Kind of get off, you know, kind of what is it? Poop or get off the pot. Dallas, it's time to do that. And to get away from Zeke, because A, you shouldn't have paid him the second contract. And B, you're going to owe him a third one if you don't do something soon. I think it's just time to move off of one or both of them. Now is the perfect time to do that. You've got to retool your offensive line. You need somebody to replace Travis Frederick. It would be a good time to do that. Um, also, well, let's just talk about the NFC South. The NFC South, we know the uh, the Buccaneers have the 14 pick, and you know, the 14th pick. Um, I I seriously think they're they're gonna go. Uh, I really think running back. I honestly, not 100, percent but I, I honestly think that running back is gonna be what what they're looking at. I think that's one of the few pieces missing. They just added another tight end. So that's three tight ends. They've got Mike Evans. They've got, what is Manuel Sander? No, he, he signed in New Orleans. Uh, the Buccaneers signed somebody down there. I forgot who it was now. But, hey, Dublin hamburgers, you want one? But at this point, I'm not sure exactly what else they could possibly be looking for. So that's probably where they're going to go with this. Um. What Carolina's got like the eight pick. Carolina at this point is is probably just hoping for a prayer. A lot of people say that Teddy Bridgewater is just a guy. He's just going to be there for a year or so until they can bring in the new guy. Um, I think that's possible. A lot of people think maybe Jalen Hurts. They think that because Matt Rule. Uh, played against Jalen Hurts and was 0-2 against Jalen Hurts. And also, uh, Joe Benson, who is the offensive coordinator, who came from New Orleans, who also came from LSU, knows a lot about him. And uh, that they could grab Jalen Hurts maybe, well, I got just the first round in front of me. See if I can get it. Where are the Panthers in the second round. They are the sixth pick. Um, they could, they're probably going to have to move up. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be like a, well, like a Bridgewater, like a Lamar Jackson. You're going to have to go late in the first round in order to pick up who you need to pick up in order to pick up somebody like a, a Jalen Hurts. Now, a lot of people say he's not a starter. I don't know. We don't know that yet. Uh, I think he's going to have every opportunity. And then that moves us to the New Orleans Saints. The Saints coming in with the 24th pick. The 24th pick. 
Um, Josh, do they add another weapon on defense and interior linemen of some kind, or do they try to bolster their their offensive line, or do they potentially add a quarterback as well? Um, maybe they go for Jalen Hurts. Maybe they go for somebody else. Maybe, maybe they go running back to add another one-two punch. New Orleans kind of is going to have their pick there, or they are notorious for moving down or moving around. Maybe they do that. I remember last time I did an NFC South thing, I, I neglected a team, so I made sure to put everybody in there. Uh, moves us to the Falcons, right? The Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are sitting at 16. There's a rumor they're wanting to move up. I've asked a lot of fans. I've not really heard anything else on the, the, the pro level, but there is a big, big rumor that they are one of three teams that want to move out of the teens and move up. Some fans think it's a smokescreen. I'm not sure. But if you move up into the top ten, I got to think you're going for one of these corners. You don't need a wide receiver. Um, you don't want to move up that high for a running back. You're going to owe him too much money by the end of it. Plus, there will be plenty of right around that spot. Uh, maybe it's one of these. Maybe it's one of these offensive linemen. I don't know why you'd move up because it's going to cost you draft capital to do that. But we're going to see what, what Dimitrov has up his sleeve because at this point, maybe it's one of these quarterbacks. I don't personally think so, but Dimitrov and Dan Quinn, it is, uh, I, the, to me, their jobs are on the line. So we're going to have to see what they put together. We're going to have to see the pieces that they add to the, the, uh, the, the pot here and, and just see what happens. But now, let's quickly kind of go through a couple of the other things here. Things I think uh, will happen, could happen, those sorts of things. And then we will get on our merry way. Um, obviously, Cincinnati with the number one pick. I like very much what Boomer Esiason said. Uh, Joe Burrow could be a, a big-time pick for the community. Kind of keep a Ohio guy in the building. And uh, I think Joe Burrow goes number one. I don't think they're going to trade out of that, and I don't think uh, they are going to take anybody else. Apparently, people are calling Washington about moving into number two, but I'm pretty sure they're going to take Chase Young. That would be—he's a generational talent. He is better than both Bosa's, we think, and both of them are monsters. So uh, that leads us to Detroit. Detroit, if if they are big into Tua or Herbert or one of these guys, I think you go ahead and take them. You, that that makes it easier to move away from Matt Stafford next year if you need to. If you want to go that route, you don't necessarily have to. I'm not trying to push Matt out. I think he could very much play another four, five, six years easy. But a lot of people think Detroit's going to move out of it. Uh, we'll see. If they don't, I don't think the Giants will either. Dave, was it uh, Dave Gettleman? Is not one that likes to move down at all. In his, in his draft. Um, so that would pretty much leave Miami and the Chargers to make the quarterback picks they want. Or if Miami wants to pick another player, maybe that falls to them, and uh, move a lot of draft capital next year and go for either Justin Fields or 
Trevor Lawrence. I think you go ahead and grab a guy if you can. But who knows? We'll see what the Dolphins are going to do. I think the Chargers, if they get itchy enough, they would be the one to try to jump up to the number three or number four spot to jump the Dolphins to grab somebody. I think the Dolphins are good with either Herbert or Tua. They're going to downplay both up until then. We'll just see how things go. And then, of course, I already got into Carolina at seven. Um, I could see Arizona or Cleveland, the eight or ten, moving around. Jacksonville is going to stay at nine. They're more than likely going to get a receiver. They are they are in full tank mode. It seems like that they are going to grab their quarterback next year. Anybody with uh, anybody not nailed down with any kind of talent has been shown the door. Leonard Fournette is going to be next. But we got the draft coming up on Thursday, I believe, 8 p.m. It's going to be on ESPN. It's going to be on NFL Network. There is a auction, an auction, a uh, fundraiser, telephone type thing going on that I think Rich Eisen is hosting about raising money for the COVID-19 stuff. And I encourage you guys to uh, just continue to uh, stay safe, stay home. I know they're trying to open things this Friday. Just be careful. Be careful. Don't get out unless you have to. And uh, try, just try to keep your distance from people. Stay covered. Wear a mask if you want. If you don't want to wear a mask and gloves, that's totally cool. I personally do not. Uh, but if you want to, I do not hold it against you as you don't hold it against me uh, that I do that there. But that's going to do it for us. Another great edition of Sports Club. This one called Here Comes the Draft. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. It's going to be an exciting time. we got the draft. They kept it as scheduled. It's going to be fun the way they telecommute it. That's pretty much what they've been doing anyway. But we will see you guys next week. Let's see what happens on Thursday. Later, peeps. place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details